Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What's going on, my truth speakers? You are listening to The Know, where it is not about knowing everything, it's about knowing ourselves. I am your hostess, Nikki Spo, and yep, it's already April, and that means the first quarter of the year has come to a close, and I want to run a little check-in for myself, but also for my listeners. So first of all, thanks for being on this journey with me of self-discovery, healing the hard stuff, speaking our truths, and pursuing the lives that we want for ourselves. Make sure you are subscribed to the show so you can stay in the know, and if you're feeling called to leave me a rating and a five-star review, it would mean the world to me. So the new year rolls around. We list the goals, we set the intentions, and as life and time usually do, they fly by. Where did all the time go? This week, I want you to be intentional about setting some time aside for you to check in with your progress and reward yourself for how far you've come in these three quick months. Are you finding yourself in the same place or situation? It's okay. Don't get down on yourself. I want to encourage you to simply use your self-reflection and observations as information about where you want to excel, improve, pause, or kickstart. So let's get it in with this quick episode on checking in with your quarterly goals. So first of all, I think one of the most important things in, in setting goals is identifying what you want to achieve. I think it's really important to have a big picture idea of what you want your life to feel like as a whole. And a lot of this has to do with our value systems, what we like, what we enjoy doing, and how we want to spend our time here on this planet, on our time here in this lifetime. So I do think that it's important to keep this in mind as we consider our more short-term goals, because ultimately these short-term goals play into the big picture of our overall life experience. And don't worry, you're allowed to change your mind. I think that's one of the big misconceptions is that like we get down this path and we set the goal of what we want to do for our lives. And then we have to stay with that. And while it's important to stay with stay with it and not give up on the things that we want, you're also allowed to like pause and reflect and change your mind over the course of your life. Um, There's a really good book by Seth Godin called The Dip, which I refer to all the time. And it talks about like staying with your program and like finding out which goals are really meant for you and which ones are not worth sustaining the dip. So that's all part of growing. We discover new things that bring us joy and fulfillment, or we discover that we don't enjoy certain things anymore at all. And we want the amount of time that we spend doing those things to change. So making those changes, removing those things from our lives can be part of our goals too. A big part of setting goals is also setting deadlines. I personally like to work backwards. When I am identifying what I want to achieve, I start with like life as a whole. And then I work backwards, like 10 years, five years, three years, one year, nine months, six months, three months, this month, this week, today. It takes organization, but it doesn't have to be stressful. Remember, this is a working list and it's malleable. It can be flexible and editable. You reserve the right to shift deadlines at your discretion, not to be a procrastinator. Like that's not saying like we should procrastinate and just like put it off and put it off. But I mean, I mean it in the sense that you may discover something needs more time to be worked on or less. So I'm like going back to my teaching days here, but it it proved to be really helpful for me as a teacher when I was working with students, but also with myself. So I like to create smart goals. These are goals that are part of every aspect of business and life and provide a sense of direction, motivation, a clear focus, 
and they clarify importance. By setting SMART goals, you are providing yourself with a target to aim for. So to be specific, a SMART goal is used to help guide goal setting. SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. Therefore, a SMART goal incorporates all of these criteria to help focus your efforts and create and increase the chances of achieving your goal. So we start off with specific. This just means a well, clear, and unambiguous goal. Okay. It's not vague, right? These are going to be specific goals that you want to achieve. These can be things like financial goals, saving money, health goals, hitting a target weight or eliminating foods that don't make you feel good, home improvement, mental health goals, anything that any goal that you have that you can make very specific. The next part of that has to be measurable. You have to be able to measure the goal with specific criteria that measure your progress toward the accomplishment of the goal itself. It's easier to set a measurement standard for, let's say, financial goals or like set a task list that you can check off with specific due dates, but it might feel a little bit awkward to measure success for more of like the psychological, emotional well-being goals. Uh, the great thing is that there are definitely ways to do this. And it doesn't mean that you should not set those goals, the emotional well-being goals as well. Um, an example here is like, I got to work with a DBT therapist, which is dialectic behavioral therapy, who had me fill out a questionnaire at the end of each day about how I responded to certain triggers in my life. I am sure you can find one of their logs online, but in any event, one that I have actually made for myself included a checklist of my own triggers, my own known triggers, things that I know that trigger me. I left a space for how I handled the trigger and a final space for how I felt about how I handled the trigger. So a lot of these things, right? It's not necessarily, there's a quote out there. I don't, I don't know who says it exactly, but it's like not about what happens to us. It's about how we feel about what happens to us that really determines our mindset about our life or our life perspective. So even though all of the days were not perfect when I was filling out this chart, two things happened. One, throughout my day, I knew that I would be filling out my evening log and I had a new sense of motivation because I wanted to feel proud of myself at the end of the day. And two, practicing this gave me insight about myself. Full circle moment, right? The no isn't about knowing everything. It's about knowing ourselves. With this, with this knowledge, I could address patterns in my thoughts and actions and make adjustments as necessary. If you're wondering, an emotional well-being goal can sound like, I want to be less overwhelmed when my kids are having meltdowns, or I want to be less defensive when I receive constructive feedback, or I want to feel less anxiety when I have to communicate about something difficult with somebody I care about. Okay. So there are tons of goals you can set for your emotional well-being that are observable and measurable. You just have to get really, really honest with ourselves. Again, I think that setting like financial goals or business goals, or even like home improvement goals, you know, those are a little bit easier to track, I think, because you can set exact lists and deadlines. Like the emotional well-being goals, those take a lot of honesty and vulnerability within ourselves. But I think both can be done if we get really clear and honest. The next thing in our SMART goals, right, we have the specific, the measurable, and the next one is achievable. These need to be attainable and not impossible to achieve, right? We don't want to set a financial goal that is just completely unrealistic. We need to, in a sense, start, start small, but realistic. Push yourself, but don't set, your, set yourself up for 
disappointment. We want to set ourselves up for success by setting goals that are achievable. The next step in the acronym SMART is R, which is stands for relevant. These need to be within reach, realistic, and relevant to your life purpose. Okay. I think this, we stumble on this on occasion because that's where like, and that's why I like to work backwards, right? Is setting the life goal, like what I want my life to look and feel like and working backwards. Because I think like, then we find some of our immediate goals, they aren't really contributing to our overall life purpose. And that's really what our ultimate joy and happiness and, and fulfillment is going to be about. All right. And the last one is time based. So these need to have a clearly, our goals need to have a clearly defined timeline, including a starting date and a target date. And the purpose is to create a sense of urgency without creating a sense of anxiety and stress. This is how we set up a smart goal, right? The, the specific, the measurable, the achievable, the relevant, and the time-based. One thing that's really important is that we document and review our progress. I do this with journaling. Um, I love to highlight my wins and I want to encourage you to highlight your wins too, because a lot of times we can just get so down on ourselves about all the things that we didn't do right. And I cannot stress enough how important and rewarding it is to document your progress. All of these small measurable steps that you'll put into place and work hard on, sometimes they seem insignificant in the moment because we just have our heads down and we're working and we're powering through. And it can get easy to fall into the lull of getting it done and plowing ahead. But it really is the best feeling when you can look back into your journal and notes and see how far you've come and see how all of your seemingly small steps actually were contributing to you reaching your big goal. And part of documenting and reviewing your progress in addition to highlighting your wins is being able to identify roadblocks or the things that are getting in your way, right? we need to be able to assess, okay, what's getting in, in my way of achieving the goal. Maybe my time management needs improvement. Maybe I need to stop spending so much time like phone surfing, right? Our phone can be our best friend or our best ally in achieving our goals, but it can also be a huge distraction. What are some of the distractions that are getting in the way of us achieving our goals? What are the roadblocks that we're hitting? Also, don't forget, I can't stress enough that we need to be celebrating ourselves. And for more about celebrating yourself, you can check out episode 90, which is all about the ways in which we may not be celebrating ourselves and all the whys and the ways that we can do so. Okay. So the next part of this chat, I want to talk about something that I've experienced in the past, which can be really frustrating. And honestly, it can feel really sad if you're stuck in the thick of this feeling. And it's that feeling when you don't even know what your goals are. All right. I've been there, especially in the throes of new motherhood, when it feels like your goals literally are just like to keep everybody alive, like don't have a nervous breakdown, maybe feed yourself and maybe get dressed, right? I want to really stress that setting goals isn't just for business owners. It isn't just for making money and it isn't just for boss babes. Okay. Listen, I feel like lately I've been put into the boss babe category by my friends and peers, and I'm, I'm really so grateful. So part of me also wants to clarify that my personal boss babe mindset is more about being able to get shit done and making something out of nothing, making something good out of something yucky in life. Like my personal boss babe vibe is more about my internal dialogue rather than external accolades. But I do feel like this is really worth addressing, especially for my stay-at-home moms who are listening, people who might be in a transitional time in their lives or taking time off from the business aspect of life. 
Your goals can be as simple as organizing your kitchen or living a less cluttered life. And I actually think these types of goals are really important for overall mental clarity. Like when my home is disorganized, I feel disorganized. And with three small children, it's really easy for things to get out of control. Maybe your goals are to get on top of your personal appointments. I mean, I know that like I have been putting off going to to the dentist, you know, or the orthodontist specifically, or like just certain doctor appointments that I need to really get time, make the time to do. And that makes me feel cluttered. It doesn't feel like self-care. Part of self-care is actually taking care of my body and mind. And maybe that's my goal. Maybe my goal is to get on top of my personal appointments or try and try to find a better personal life slash parenting life balance because managing your own life as well as your kids' schedules is a lot I just also remember feeling like, especially in my twenties, like I didn't really know what I wanted. And to be clear, what I want is still ever evolving, but I do recall feeling like a hot mess and not even a hot mess, sometimes just a mess mess. And because at 25, I really wasn't sure what my life goals were or what my career goals were. And I felt really like ashamed of that in a lot of ways. And I just want to tell you that it's completely okay. Like whatever age, whether you're 25 or 45 or 55 or 65, but whatever, I think I left out 35. So 35, you know, I'm 36. So that's kind of, that's, that's pretty relevant. I may, might, I might've left that out like subconsciously. I'm like, no, 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 don't deal with the things. Right. But that's the thing we need to deal with the things, whatever stage or age that you're at, whether it's right out of college, whether you're a new mom, a seasoned mom, a seasoned mom, or maybe your kids are grown and they're out of your house. It's okay to not know what you want. My advice for when we're in this space is to one, show yourself grace, two, allow yourself to take it slow, and three, set really, really tiny goals for yourself, right? Start small and work your way up. The best thing that I've done for myself during these quote, maybe like, I don't, I don't want to say down, but, but kind of like low, like slower times maybe, or periods of transition was to try different things, things that I liked. So for me, that looked like working out extra or painting, which I rarely had time to do, but I really loved extra journaling because someday I want to write a book, but hello, it also has so many other benefits. I like to take dance classes and rolling in an art history course and spending more time outside. These are all things that I liked. And so I wanted to make a conscious effort to do more of those things. While I know from my own personal experience that setting goals and working towards them can feel stressful and full of pressure sometimes, we don't need to do that to ourselves. I want us all to feel mostly good and mostly easy about achieving our goals. And a lot of that has to do with our general outlook on life, our optimism and willingness to allow more joy into our lives. So there are a couple books I want to recommend. One of them is called Let It Be Easy, and it's by my friend Susie Moore, where she talks about the ways in which we can allow life to work for us. And the second book that I want to recommend is Your Fully Charged Life, which is by Megan B. Murphy. And she talks about how things are mostly, right? This, this, how to supercharge our life mostly, right? So we have, we don't have good days only, good vibes only. That's the recipe for being disappointed with the expectations that you're setting. We need to have good vibes mostly, good days mostly. It's okay for things to be mostly, don't, they don't have to be all or nothing. Life is not black and white. We're allowed to find the middle area. And I think that's probably, you know, on another subject, like that's part of what I think is a big problem with society is that we want everything to be all or nothing, extreme, one end or the other when, and there needs to be some level of compromise in our lives so that we can get things done and help and be happier 
doing them. Not happiest, like super happy. The goal isn't happiest. I did a real, I did actually, I'm all over the place right now, but I did a reel the other day that it said, I, I am healing. I am not healed, right? I am continuously on a healing journey. I don't think I'm going to ever reach the point where I'm fully healed. I don't think that I'm going to reach happy. I know that every day I want to be happier, right? Like what is, what defines happy? You know, and we can get into a whole existential conversation about that. Um, but really coming to terms with the day, not every day has to be perfect, showing ourselves some grace and setting small and tiny goals, I think can help us be happier in the long run and have good days, mostly good vibes, mostly. So my friends, if you've been feeling a little, um, all over the place when it comes to the goals that you set for yourself in the new year, here's your sign to reset, reevaluate and reconnect with the milestones that you want to reach. And let this serve as a gentle reminder that you can change your goals at any time. If this message is hitting for you today, share this episode with a friend and hello, let me know. I love getting all of your DMs and seeing you tag me in your IG posts and I respond to almost all of my DMs. So I would love to connect with you. As always, you can find me at Nikki Sapspo and the Know with Nikki Spo. I can't wait to hear from you and I'm excited about all the things we are going to achieve on this wild ride called life. Thanks. For listening today, that's all I have for you today, Light Seekers. Over now. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and the Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm.